activate the view screen and turn on your universal translators because it is time for another Galactic Netcast. Brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at audibletrial.com slash galacticnetcasts. Over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. It's Thursday, August 1st, 2013, and welcome to another Galactic Netcast. This is the Time Traveling Robots in Space, number 59. From Waterloo, Iowa, I'm Dave Nelson. Joining me, as always, Glendale, California's Paul Swickard and Anessa Moyens from Denton, Texas. We're back. Woohoo! It has Yay! been way too long. Hey, in honor. Congratulations, of... Paul. Oh yeah, I know. Yeah, we have. I know we're back. We haven't had a show since you had the kids, so congratulations officially. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So I, for those who don't know, I have a little Munchkin, who appears to be human. We think. <laughs> I think he's a robot. He could be. He Cyborg. absolutely could be. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he's a good kid. He is happy and healthy. So last episode, Sweet. episode number 58, you were childless. Episode childless. 59, childful. Childful? I am full. Yes. In fact, I'm <laughs> overly full. Full I'm of child. Overflowing <laughs> child. That's so Abund- Abundance of child. <laughs> <laughs> you have a cornucopia of child. No, wait, that doesn't work. No. <laughs> All right. So I made something in honor of the return of time-traveling robots in space. So listen carefully and crank it up. Here we go. We're back. We're bad. You're black. I'm mad. Where's that from? Anyone? I know this, but I just forgot. I know this, too. (laughs) I didn't say it was going to be... There's going to be a quiz. Was that Bruce Willis? It sounded like Bruce Willis. I'll play it again. Hang on. We're back. We're bad. You're black. I'm mad. Oh, that's Uh, right. Lethal Weapon. Yeah, Lethal Weapon 2. Lethal Weapon. There you are. That's... uh, What's his face? The racist... And Danny Glover and um, Joe Pesci. Not Joe Pesci. Who am I trying to it say? It is Joe Pesci. No. Yeah, Joe Pesci. Yeah, Joe Pesci. For a <laughs> second, I thought that was Joe Piscopo. No, it's not. No, That's I'm like, no, it's off. Joe Pesci. <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of anyone else that it could be. <laughs> Joe, Joe Piscopo was not in Lethal Weapon. <laughs> Surprise. All right, so this is the show where we discuss all things related to time travel, robots in space. That's why it's called Time Traveling Robots in Space. In science fiction and science fact, we do it by running down a new story from each topic. We take one story from time travel, robots or space. We talk about it. We tear it apart. We examine it inside and out. We fold it. We stuff it in the drawer. We, we open it up again, and we, we wash it. And put it, yeah. take it to the cleaners. Is I don't know. It dirty? Do we make it dirty? <laughs> I don't know. Explain, Depend- Dave. Depends. <laughs> we need some more details to this process. <laughs> yeah, I didn't really think it that far ahead. Sorry. Um, See, and we entertain. That's what we seek to do. Yeah, exactly. It's not necessarily about the content. You know, it's about how we present the content, right? It's true. Yeah. It for example, I will never, ever forget for the rest of my days the fact that there is a robot that tries to soothe you into death. <laughs> <laughs> there, there. What's, there, there. What, is, what, is he, what does he say? <laughs> what, what, what was the phrase that he says? At the, end of the, at the end of the thing, he'll say, like, after you're gone, it'll say time of death. Okay. Eight nineteen. Well, doesn't he say like end of life detected or something like that? Yeah, right. Yeah. That's right. End of life detected. End of life detected. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get this memo. Yeah. <laughs> so uh look forward to something like that this week. Uh we do the news stories, we uh do our picks for the week and question of the week. And uh, for our audio subscribers, thank you for listening to us. Thank you for subscribing to us. Thank you for having patience and not unsubscribing in our long hiatus. Uh, You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, or Google+. And you can check us out live when we do the show uh, at galacticnetcasts.com slash live. All right. Without further ado, let's get this damn show underway with this. Sector 1. Time Time travel. travel. 
All right, uh, Bad Robot Production Company. You know that, right? You know, you're familiar with the Bad Robot, right? What is this Bad is Robot you robot, speak of, Dave? It's a robot that is average in terms of morality. <laughs> is it? By the way, the Bad Robot it exists on Cloverfield Avenue. Did you know that? Um, no, I did not know that. That's where, that's where Cloverfield came from. So that's the, the, the name? Okay, wait a second. So the name of the movie Cloverfield came from their physical address of the production yeah. company? Yeah. Weird. Huh. I did not know that. Okay. I know. So J.J. Uh, Abrams, of course, that's, that's his production company. He reportedly wants to buy the rights to the time-traveling Stephen King book, 112263. Mm. Now, cool. it, it's not for a movie necessarily, but for either a TV show or a TV miniseries. 112263. Didn't they make a TV movie about this book? I feel like they did. No, they did not. Are you sure? I'm positive. They made one about a book they made, that came out I, around the same time as yeah this it's one, under the dome is on now and that's a stephen king book well what i was no, thinking about was there was a there was a i remember a tv movie specifically directed at the idea that a time traveler would go back just to prevent the assassination of jfk oh. because they think it would cause this kind of big chain reaction to prevent the vietnam war well wasn't that one of the plots of an episode of quantum leap Maybe. Probably. <laughs> I know. In terms of the probability that that was a premise somewhere <laughs> along the line of Quantum Leap, I would give that, you know, at least 80%. It's, yeah. like, it's like that whole, you know, if you killed Hitler, could you prevent World War II from happening? Probably. It's, but who knows, man? That's the thing. Something else might have triggered it. If I know, it right? Like, so. maybe, maybe World War II is bigger than one guy. I don't know. Just saying. Maybe it's one of those um, fi- fixed points in time as I don't, you're not a Doctor Who fan, Paul. Shame on you. But um, they talk oh, They talk you about... Did, fixed- okay, we have been podcasting, sir, <laughs> for less than 20 minutes and you already freaking bring up that? I, don't, I already forgot his name. Doctor Who? <laughs> uh, see? See what I did there? Yeah, see? you're very clever. <laughs> you're very clever, Paul. I know. And they're announcing the new Doctor on Sunday. Live. Welcome back, everybody. Are they actually announcing the Doctor? Yes. On yes. Sunday? On Sunday. Is it like a for sure thing and not like some random it's rumor? for sure. All right. Anyways, back to what I was talking about. Fixed <laughs> point in time is where something is going to happen no matter what. No matter what you change in time, no matter how hard you work to prevent it, it happens no matter what. So, you know, who knows? World War II... JFK getting shot could be fixed points in time, so maybe you can't change it. Yeah. He's going to die somehow. Dude, Bad Robot's busy. Oh, they yeah. Got, they got shit to do. Yeah, they do. <laughs> they, got, they got the Star Trek. They're working on Star Wars Episode 7. Oh, man. They got TV. There's, they got, I think they're, um, they have a new TV show this fall as well, I believe. I know, right? Yeah. yeah. Now, granted, Abrams himself is probably, you know, only mildly overseeing some of those projects, but still, bad yeah. robot. Yeah, they're they're all over the place. It's a juggernaut, is what it is. Yeah. So, uh, for those that aren't familiar with eleven twenty two sixty three, here is the synopsis from Amazon. All right, Jake Epping is a thirty five year old high school English teacher in Lisbon Falls, Maine. Of course, it's in Maine, uh, who makes extra money teaching adults in the GED program. He receives an essay from one of the students, a gruesome, harrowing first-person story about the night 50 years ago when Harry Dunning's father came home and killed his mother, in, let's see, his mother, his sister, and his brother with a hammer. Man, that, that would scar you That's, for life. You know, oh, let's... Hey, right, Stephen King, I forgot. Yeah. I forgot that this was a Stephen King book. Go <laughs> you on. To, you had to put some horror into it somehow. Um, Harry escaped with a smashed leg, as evidenced by his crooked walk. Not much later, Jake's friend Al, who runs the local diner, divulges a secret. His storeroom is a portal to 1958. (laughs) That's a hell of a secret, Al. Yeah. (laughs) He enlists Jake on an insane and insanely possible mission to try to prevent the Kennedy assassination. So the story... So apparently... 
he has to go back to 1958 and then wait it out for four years. I know that's a good point. Apparently, wow, you have time to prepare. Yeah, that's when you start investing in things. Yeah, yeah, good point. Yeah, come back, you're a billionaire. <laughs> I always w- was wondering how that would work. Like, how mm. would they? Because you're not you. You have to. You can't be you, right? You can't be you in the past. You gotta like pretend that you're your grandfather or your father, right? And then you'd ha- almost. I wouldn't do that. I would just be Joe Schmo. I'm like I I don't like I'm I'm Joe Sixpack. I don't know. <laughs> you, I wouldn't I would not pretend to be a relative of mine because then I'd feel like that's a real person that I have to like impersonate versus I could just be me just saying I'm somebody right. else. But do you think people would question your investing in this company in 1963 when you were born in 1967? I mean, Maybe. Oh, you'd have to get um at least something falsified, whether you use your real name or not. Uh, yeah, I mean, so it seems and like I mean, it's, it's not like they had computers where they where they could go and look you up anyway. So it was probably a little seems easier relatively to easy thing to, to get away of. with. Like, back oh then. no, I lost my social security card. Can I get another one? Can I get another hey. one? Sure. Yeah, I think getting a new identity is a lot easier than we think. Now? Yeah. Uh, maybe. I don't know. The U.S. is watching us pretty closely. <laughs> yeah. That and like people are really dumb and they post pictures all over the internet and you're bound to stumble follow, on. I know. Speaking of which, I follow a Twitter account that is dedicated to just retweeting people's pictures of their own credit cards. Wow. That that's all they do. That's wow. all they do. People are dumb enough to oh. take a hey look at my credit card. This is awesome click and that's all they do is they'll just okay retweet oh my god pictures of credit cards yes wow how stupid are you to do that i, don't I mean know. i understand maybe taking a picture but cover up like the entire card except know, for right? like the picture some people some sh- some people shouldn't be allowed on the internet i'm sorry <laughs> wow that's awesome you're gonna say paul what lunch is on me well yeah i mean you know there are uh, a limited few that will actually take some effort to cover up something, but it's the right. ones that are just like, "Hey, these are a picture of all my friends on my credit card, and you can clearly read every single digit, every <laughs> the expiration date, everything." That's nuts. The only thing they're missing is the little pin on the back, but still, some websites don't actually. I know, that. so you don't need it. Yep. So. Hmm. All right. On that thought, we wrap up. Time travel. <laughs> Before we move on to robots, almost forgot how this worked. Uh, we would love your feedback on the stuff that we are talking about on this episode or other episodes. You can leave us feedback by emailing galacticnetcasts at gmail.com, galacticnetcasts at gmail.com. Our voicemail number is 805 328 3966, 805 328 3966. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Google Plus as well. I have a question, Paul. Hmm. Did you learn things from doing this podcast, like things that we did wrong or things we did right? And did you adopt that to do the Sleeping with the Elephant when you started decided to, to do the uh, Sleeping with the Elephant podcast? I will go you one better, Dave. I use the you know the, the beats that you can, if you can call it that on this show, and I adopt it to all of my work on the on the interwebs. Wow! Not just sleeping with the elephant, all. Wow! All. I know it's a broad concept. I understand, but I'm going to go there. That's you're blowing my mind. <laughs> By the way, in case people don't know, Paul does a podcast with this guy named Ryan Murphy. It's called Sleeping with the Elephant. And why don't you describe the concept, the premise for this podcast? Sure. You might be asking yourself, what the freak are you talking about with Sleeping with the Elephant? That sounds gross. I don't want to subscribe to that. And you know what? I'm with you. Do not subscribe <laughs> to that if you think that this is about sleeping with an elephant. So, but it's not. <laughs> so that would be uh, okay. Well, okay. Back up for a second. So I'm gonna. That's where we're gonna go. We're gonna back up. Anybody because any, we went down. <laughs> anybody imagining like a human being sleeping with an elephant in a sexual way? It's dangerous, yeah. sir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, continue. Uh, 
uh, no, that is a reference to a former Canadian prime minister stating that living next to the United States is like sleeping with the elephant because every little move that the elephant makes has a big effect on what the person sleeping next to it. So that is the reference. So no, it is basically myself being the resident American and Mr. Ryan Murphy being the resident Canadian. And we say, hey, we don't know a whole lot about each other's respective countries. It's actually quite shocking how little he knew about the United States. And I swear to God, he's not faking it. Yeah. Like he didn't know who Abraham Lincoln's, like they didn't know his name, for example. I think he called him George Lincoln. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. But no, it is a discussion saying, hey, this is what's happening in the States. Wow, that's really weird. Hey, this is what's happening in Canada. Wow, that's really weird. But aren't we all the same? You ca- I, we've, we've all grown. You kind of realize that we're all messed up when, we, when you listen to that podcast. Like, Some more than others. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much any country is messed America up. America definitely has its quirks, shall we say. Uh, and Canada is not without its quirks. For example, I'll give you a little spoiler t- for the episode that we recorded tonight. Um, one of the mayors of a smaller town in Canada also is a shock jock on the radio in awesome. the morning. That's so cool. <laughs> it's like both jobs. Sure, why not? Yeah, I can talk crap on the radio, run the city. So uh, while you're on iTunes next time or Stitcher, you guys are, on, are you guys on Stitcher or no? We should yeah. be. Uh, we should. I don't know about them. Okay. Well, when you're on iTunes, make sure to do, uh, subscribe to or give it a give it a sample. Give it a try. Uh sleeping with the elephant. All right, let's move on to robots, right? Robots. And Paul Swicker, this is your story. Oh. Thanks, Dave. Uh-huh. It's been so long. I don't know what to say. I'm all I'm all a fluster. I'm all a Twitter. I'm actually <laughs> not on Twitter right now. You know what the robots needed, Dave? Um, sentience, sentience, coffee. (laughs) They needed to be interconnected. Of course, that is what they freaking needed. Nothing. They needed to get information from each other and actually. Oh God, nothing can go wrong there. Scientists in Europe have developed an internet for robots because that's what the robots needed. It is called (sighs) Robo Earth. I was going to say Skynet, but it's not Skynet. It's real world. <laughs> it should be Skynet, for God's sakes. It, it could be. I want to just uh, stop right there. Impression. Um, how? Okay. At minimum, the human race, as it exists, we the people, at most, were how, how many, like, okay, depending on, depending on which religious people you're talking to, is what, 6,000 years old at minimum? At minimum. And, you know, people can disagree or disagree. That's not my point. The point is, we were around for 6,000 years before we got the Internet. How long have robots been around, Dave? 50. How long? 50, 50 years? years? Yeah. Right. <laughs> so uh, they're way too young. Yeah. Way too young yeah. to get the Internet. They do not have the personal responsibility. All right. Utilizing a similar infrastructure to cloud computing, RoboEarth allows robots to share information with each other about how they function and about their environment. This is a horrible idea. According to the website, the goal of RoboEarth is to allow robotic systems to benefit from the experiences of other robots, paving the way for rapid advances in machine cognition and behavior. Oh my God, we're going to die. And ultimately for more subtle and sophisticated human machine interaction, that human machine interaction is defined by machines shooting humans in the face. Yes. So eating their face. Let's say you have a robot and not because they need sustenance, Dave, just because they like it. Let's say you own a robot that is only programmed to bend metal. I find it funny that they're using that as an example. Bender. Bender. (laughs) (laughs) But you suddenly have a need for a robot that's programmed to serve as a second officer on your starship. Wow, at least we're on reality. Okay. Uh, Instead of building an entirely new robot, you could have have the Raptia cloud. I'm guessing that's their cloud computing. Uh, your original robot can download the computations needed to, for being a second officer. See, why not? Problem because, solved. Because, you know, we were just doing too well as a species and we needed a way to, you know, 
we needed a panic button so we can all die. I, you know, the more we talk about robots and how fast they're developing, the more scared I get. I, I, you know, because it's it seems like literally, like okay, they are explicitly saying that these robots, they're you're creating a hive mind basically. Because why right. wouldn't you, if you have an unlimited amount of space, why wouldn't robot A want every single bit of data from every other robot? And why wouldn't every other robot want every other single bit of data? You have a collective at that point. But no, we're not Skynet. We're the freaking Borg. Good job. Resistance is futile. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you know what they're going to learn? They're going to learn from each other. They're going to learn how stupid humans are and that we should be <laughs> eliminated. And thus, they're going to be like the Cybermen. Yes, they're going to upgrade us. Oh, Paul wouldn't know that reference. He doesn't watch Doctor Who. Ah, oh, damn it. <sighs> okay, <laughs> folks, I appeal to your good nature out there in the listening community. Am I the only one that really doesn't get Doctor Who? I tried. I really asked my wife. I no, tried. there are other people out there that don't like get Doctor Who. I just Who found it really kind of corny and not just not. That's part of its quality, though. What, okay, what episode did <laughs> but, you start? What did you try? I don't know. It was... Yeah, I Some aliens were taking over some sort of political office kind of a thing. Oh, the Slovene. It's, it's scary that you know that, Anessa. <laughs> She's a fan. But yeah, I saw it and I, I, was just like, I was just like... First of all, it was way longer than I wanted it to be. Yeah, like the episodes are like forty-five minutes. So I can. No, this was like two hours. Oh, it's two. It's two-parter. That was David Tennant, right? Oh yeah. Uh, it was. Yeah, it would have been Tennant. Yeah. What? Like the doctor. Uh huh. He was a British dude. <laughs> That's the best yeah. I can do. Yeah. Well, the 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 doctor playing at that time was David Tennant during yeah. that episode. Yeah. Ah. Uh, because they right. ch- they change Paul. They they. Regenerate. No, I I got that part. Okay. <laughs> so yeah. Um. But that's okay. No, there's these um, robots called the Cybermen, and they basically go and take over um, the humans. Well, they kind of take over. They basically, like, harvest the brain and put it in the Cybermen body. They just kind of go around and doing that. Um, And it's called upgrading. So they upgrade the humans into Cybermen. So RoboEarth's going to realize how stupid we are but they want our brains, so we're going to be become Cybermen, basically. I forget why they wanted our brains. <laughs> yeah, why like would you? Idea. Why would you want human brains if you're a robot? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I don't know because they get rid of everything that. Um, I guess it kind of reminds me of the Daleks. They don't like emotions or any logic based Paul, off Paul, of emotions. Paul, Paul. Daleks, so. another Doctor Who reference. Okay. <laughs> I think you figured. <laughs> okay, you know I'm going to assume so anyway. that any reference that I don't know is a Doctor Who reference from now on. <laughs> <laughs> it could be talking about like a honey boo-boo, and he's like, oh, it's Doctor Who. <laughs> Doctor Who. Let's have a party. Yeah. <laughs> so glad we're back. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. All right. So um, we want to talk about anything more about this? Are we no, it's scary, Internet and I can't believe that they thought idea. this. <laughs> keep them dumb. Uh, keep them. Keep them cleaning our floors and making our making well, our cars. It's, it's also bad enough that you've got DARPA designing robots to oh, kill God. people, and then you have this cloud computing feature that they're adding. I mean, if these robots somehow get connected Let's to the cloud it. computing, it's just going to be awful. Worlds, it's bad. Worlds are going to collide, and we're all doomed. <laughs> So, <laughs> yeah, it just, it's a bad idea. So, okay. Very, it's a young, if you want to treat them like a race, it's an awful young race. Yep. All right. So, want to do this real quick. Time Traveling Robots in Space brought to you by audible.com. For you, the Galactic Netcast listeners, Audible's offering a free audiobook download and a free 30-day trial to give you the chance to check out their service. How awesome is that? Awesome. Uh, Yeah, it is awesome. To go along with the theme of this podcast, may we suggest 
VN colon the first machine dynasty by Madeline Ashby. You guys ready to hear the synopsis of this? Yes, sir. Okay. Hell yeah. <clears throat> For the past five years, she has been grown slowly as part of a mixed organic synthetic no, no, no. family. You, you, so, pause. Sorry. Okay. You need to keep going with the Batman voice there, Danny. Okay. For the past five years, she's been grown slowly as part of a mixed organic synthetic family. She knows very little about her android mother's past. So when her grandmother arrives and attacks them, young Amy wastes no time. She eats her alive. Now she's on the run carrying her manufacturer, her mal- malfunctioning granny as a partition on her memory drive. She's growing quickly and learning too. <laughs> All right, bravo. <laughs> that was, you sold me. <laughs> I, I should use this voice all the time. I'm Batman. I'm Batman. <laughs> See, I don't know. It's something about this microphone because I can't do that at work. I'm in front of microphones all day, and I can't duplicate that that sound. Hmm, interesting. Huh. Tell the tell your work. Get on that. Yeah. Like, I need do this more microphone. Yeah, upgrade. Come on. <laughs> to do impressions. Yeah. All right, so uh, to download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash galacticnetcasts. Again, it's audibletrial.com slash galacticnetcasts. Get your free audiobook, your free 30-day trial, and we thank Audible for their support of the time-traveling robots in space. Space. Remember the, the days before the soundboard, I'd have to be searching on my screen for the damn player. It would take me forever to find it, and I'd like yep. be stretching. No uh, more. Hang on. Oh, it's not where I thought it was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then it wouldn't work half the time, you know. Yeah. All right, so space. Uh, this is a Nessa story, and I love this one. So fill us Woo! in. Enlighten us. So, um, the space city that could have been, if not for Werner von Braun. Ah, damn him. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> During the 1950s, Daryl C. Romick, a Goodyear aircraft engineer and an early member of the American Rocket Society Spaceflight Committee, presented several visionary papers which outlined a future world of ion propulsion, reusable launch vehicles, manned lunar missions, and permanently occupied orbital colonies. Romick published this work at about the same time Werner von Braun was making headlines working for the U.S. government and eventually for NASA. The spacecraft he designed became the gold standard for many decades. They influenced everything from movies to TV, from pulp magazines to toys. Overwhelmed by all this publicity was Romick's plan, which, like von Braun, depended on a three-stage system. But unlike von Braun, each stage of Romick's meteor was a piloted, reusable spacecraft. The Meteor Orbiter was the nucleus of the grandest of the Romic scheme. A series of... What, Dave? I want to interject something real quick here. What he's talking <laughs> That's about... That's on a roll. Okay, sorry. <laughs> I just want to say one thing. Uh, each section is piloted by somebody else. Can, can, can you say Voltron? Voltron! Or maybe even, like, Pacific Sword. Rim, two people operating. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Paul, have you seen have you seen Pacific Rim? No, I haven't seen it yet. Okay, all right. I I have a kid. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen a lot of movies. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, I understand. So. Okay, okay. Continue, Anessa. Sorry. That's uh, okay. Um. Okay. A series of orbiters would be launched into orbit. As each spacecraft arrived, they would be attached alternatively uh, to nose-to-nose and tail-to-tail, eventually creating a long cylinder. Around this core would be constructed an enormous space station, which would consist of a huge zero-gravity cylindrical dry dock over 1,500 feet and 1,000 feet in diameter. It would have a total volume of about 3 billion square feet, at one end would be a 1,500-foot rotating disk that would be inhabited by 20,000 people. A rotation rate of 2 RPM would provide 1 G of artificial gravity. Romick figured the round-trip cost to the space station for passengers to be $50,000. Hmm. 
This is in the 50s. In the 50s. In the 50s. Which is still pretty a good deal. Like, for yeah. all of that, to host, to be able to contain 20,000 people. 20,000. You know what we're talking about here? We're talking about Elysium. Have you, it's the concept of Elysium. Yep. Brilliant. Pretty much. So yeah. this, this seems like a really cool idea. It's too bad that it was never, they went with uh, Werner von Braun. Von Braun. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like a Bond villain. <laughs> Damn you, Von Braun. Well, Paul, you know Excellent. who you know who Werner von Braun, von Braun is, right? Yes, sir. Okay. He's the German that worked for the Nazis and then... The German? Yeah. No, yeah, I, know, I understand. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what all you know. I'm not I ins- know a lot. Not inside your head, man. <laughs> you don't want to be here. Unless you guys were robots and there was a whole cloud computing thing and I just didn't know. Well, see, okay. <laughs> All right. We could return to the subject for a moment. Why not? Uh, <laughs> I know there are moments in Dave's life, like, okay, if two robots were talking, they would just want to assimilate all kinds of information. I, as a person, would know that there are moments in Dave's life I would not want. <laughs> Similarly, yeah. I'm sure there are moments in my life that I know Dave wouldn't want yeah. to know or understand, it, like even having gone through it, even if it made you a better person or all that crap. I There's still <laughs> there are moments that you just don't <laughs> want to have. There's a thing called oversharing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and we're not talking about the guy on Facebook that posts about going, like getting coffee. That's Dave, I just went and got what coffee. I just dropped a wicked deuce. <laughs> just killed a flyer with my newspaper. <laughs> Dave. Yes. Since we're talking about this, what is the one thing that you would not want to tell me? What's the one thing I wouldn't <laughs> want to tell you? There's a lot of one things. There's more than one thing. I'm not going to tell you. Why would I tell you? He likes you? to put mustard on his pizza. Dang it. I was. I saw what you were doing there, Swickard. You're not going to trap me. <laughs> so yeah, this this, this plan is pretty cool, especially a thing called the meteor. The meteor. Yeah, isn't that a bad Which... omen? Uh, like, no, I'm just so. saying, like, like yeah, we're going to make a space station. We're going to call it the meteor, and yep plummets towards the earth one day i mean then it would be a massive meteor shower and then it would be broken into tons of bits and be a bunch of weird man-made meteorites (laughs) that's the one thing that i always think about these these scenarios of these huge like space stations like in in futuristic sci-fi movies like elysium like right like there's huge danger of this thing well number one being hit by meteorites and number two you know cracking up getting destroyed and then falling it in, into the atmosphere. Well, the other thing too with the lithium, it's like hanging out around earth and there's a lot of junk hanging out around earth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we saw it space junk. Yeah. Not just like meteorites and whatnot, like just our junk that we put mm-hmm. in space. We need that, uh, that, that so. story that you had Paul a long time ago about the, the space yeah, vacuum or whatever it was. <laughs> She's gone from suck to blow. <laughs> Brilliant. Space balls. Recommended this week. Space balls. Yeah. <laughs> Dave, did you see that movie trailer of the, ah, that whatever it was, the George Clooney and. Oh, Sandra uh, Bullock. Gravity. Sandra Bullock. Gravity. Gravity. Yeah. Did you see that trailer? Looks badass. That is intense, man. Yeah. I saw that and I thought of you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I could watch that movie. Yeah. I know. At least not without, like, seeing maybe reviews or something. Just because it really strikes me as open water, but out in space. Right. Yeah, it is. And That's I really a- don't want to sit through two hours of people just sitting there in space. Yeah. I, it's beautiful. It's pretty. And then but, they die. But, yeah. <laughs> right. It's uplifting. I, yeah, I don't think. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. And unlike open water, spoilers, they die at the end, but they just kind of like float out there for two hours. I'm like, I was next to my Netflix queue. <laughs> Wait a spoiler in there. Like, so. I, I think I hear something. Oh, it's a boat. Let's yell, even though they can't hear us because they're like a hojillion feet away. 
And, ooh, I felt something by my feet. It was like the Blair Witch Project in the middle of the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> Never saw it. Probably won't now. <laughs> I recommend saving those two hours and going to see Elysium or something. That's probably or more Or watching Sharknado. I, I need to watch it. that. Yeah. Um, my friend James, I had him record that for me, and I still need to go over and watch that. Nice. I'm excited. <laughs> It'll probably be this weekend. Cool. All right, let's move on. Uh, before we get to our picks, uh, you can listen to all the Galactic Netcast shows on Stitcher Smart Radio via your iPhone, Android phone, BlackBerry phones, Android tablets, the Nook, you name it. There, You can get Stitcher pretty much on anything. It's basically an app that you put on your device. Go to stitcher.com slash Galactic Netcasts and then do this. Enter the promo code Galactic Netcasts. And basically what it does, it, it streams shows. Instead of using valuable space on your, uh, on your device, it just streams. It uses your data instead. Um, I believe that there is the option of downloading, too. Uh, you don't have to stream. Uh, so check it out. Go to stitcher.com slash galacticnetcasts again. Enter the promo code galacticnetcasts. And we thank Stitcher Smart Radio for their support of the time-traveling robots in space. Uh, all right, let's move on to picks. And Paul, you're up first. What do you got oh, to am recommend? I? Yeah. All right, I'm speaking to the gamers out there. I figured it our first week back, we should talk about a video game. Yay! Yay. I'm going to talk about a trailer <laughs> for a video game. You know, okay, uh, Anessa is famous for her short story picks. Mm-hmm. Paul is famous for his video game picks. See? <laughs> well, see, this isn't a video game that's even out yet. This is a trailer for oh, a video game. Oh, okay. I know. Well, I tell, know, us, tell us about it. Uh, this is a trailer for a video game called Destiny. And, yeah, it is a kind of science fiction action type shooter deal. But one of the cooler parts, and Dave, I don't know, hopefully you can appreciate this. I, we might not have to be, we might have words afterwards if okay. not. Okay. Uh, you have this little robot companion with you. It's like an orb. It's, it strikes me as your kind of R2-D2 unit. He basically is trying to help you through various environmental type stuff. Okay. And I don't know if this is official, but rumor is is that it's voiced by Mr. one Mr. Peter Dinklage. Oh, wow. Cool. I know. I thought that was pretty cool. He's the best. I think I, there, that rumor had started pretty much ever since E3. And I don't know if they ever actually confirmed that. I I think we're like ninety percent sure it's him. Cool. But anyway, yes, you should check it out. Just Google. You should say you should you should Google Destiny game, and it'll be in the show notes as well. Yeah, we'll put the link in. Um, describe it for just kind of vaguely describe it. What's the what's the situation? What what are they doing? What are they doing? Well, the big thing with this game is that it's kind of an open worldy kind of a deal. Like you, they kind of put you in this scenario of this giant planet, and they're being kind of cagey about like what it is that you're actually who it is that you're fighting against and what the actual story is. But you are, uh, you are essentially fighting against these alien type creatures that are all over the place on this world that is seemingly kind of looks kind of post-apocalyptic kind of a scenario. Like the structure that you see them going into is really broken up. Okay. Like it's all kinds of it's all kinds of busted, but the whole idea is that you can jump in and play with friends, and like random stuff is going to happen inside the world that you can respond to. That's kind of their deal. Is this like an MMO or kind of? It's about it's about as MMO as you can get without actually being an MMO. Okay. So you and can, it's you... supposedly for the next generation of consoles, which is coming out this year. Yeah, you got the. Uh... Got the X, Xbox One, and you got the PS4. Yeah, sweetness. It is true, and the one of the bigger, cooler parts about this is that uh, a, a lot of the weapons are very like unique. Like they all have fun, unique names, and they all look kind of different, and they all have like different kinds of, you know, elemental type abilities, that kind of deal. Cool. Yeah, it does sound it's good awesome. Stuff. I'm gonna check that trailer out for sure. You should, even though I know you hate me when I bring this up. And you know what? Since you brought up Doctor Who, I'm going to bring this up. Paul, I don't, I don't, I don't hate you. 
Okay. I know you don't hate me. I, it's not about me. It's about our tastes, really. Yeah. And really, aren't we our tastes? So, yeah, you do hate me. No. 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 But you know Get what? On, Bring up a good point. You know, you like video games. I like Doctor Who. Vanessa likes Doctor Who. It's, it's good that we have all these varied interests because if we all like the same thing, it would be a boring show. It would. Oh, that's uh, true, I suppose. I suppose. Except for the handful of people I guess that we can share have the, the exact same view. I guess we can have the we've all grown moment. <laughs> the more you know. <laughs> all right, so I've got a very interesting pick this week. You should tell us. Is it about Doctor Who? No, it's not. Oh. <laughs> okay, we, we've done picks for video games. We've done picks for TV shows and movies and books, short films. Um, I'm going to pick a place. My pick is a place. Huh. Um, when I was in Ottawa a couple weeks ago visiting my girlfriend, uh, we checked out Star Wars Identities. It's an exhibit at the uh, Canadian Air and Space Museum in Ottawa. And it's, it's really awesome um, huh. because there's all these like um, props and um, drawings, like um, concept art. You learn a lot about Star Wars, but then you also learn about uh, human and uh, species development. And what you do is you wear a wristband before you go in, and there's places that you have to prep. It's like a... It's NFC enabled, basically. So uh, the ones st- the fir- there's like a certain number of stations that you have to check in at. And each station, it asks you what you want your character to be or what kind of character you want to be. And at the end, you get your own identity. You get your own Star Wars character. Um, where they're from, what they do. Like you can pick what you want them to do or what kind of personality you want them and it'll display it on this huge wall at the end, your identity, and then they email it to you. So I've got my I've got my Star Wars identity huh. forever. Nice. That's badass. But there's music, there's video, and there's interactive. I mean, yeah, I'm looking at the slides here, and that's pretty. Some of these look pretty sweet. Yes, yeah, it's, it's awesome. I mean, I haven't been to an exhibit like that in a long time. Um, you know, it's obviously um, with the support of uh, Lucasfilm. Uh, so this, this stuff, it's an authorized exhibit. Um, I know this ain't China. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If it, if it was China, it would be like spelled stuff. Like there would be oh, would an be, extra R. They plagiarize the hell out of this. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so there you go. Yes. My pick. Uh, so if you're ever in Ottawa, uh, while this is still going on, I would highly suggest, uh, Star Wars Identities, and then check out the Canada Air and Space Museum. Uh, all kinds of planes and helicopters and uh, space stuff. There's like, there's been quite a few Canadian astronauts, including that uh, Chris Hadfield recently uh, came back from the International Space Station. And uh, I learned that he, that was his third time up. Actually, I didn't know that. That's awesome. So that's my pick. Awesome, awesome. Oh, Anessa, I can't wait for you to tell us about yours. I've seen this <laughs> film. It's awesome. Oh, you've seen it? Yeah. Yeah, it's um, it's interesting. <laughs> what is it? It's, it's called Los Cronos Crimines, or The Time Crimes in English. It is a film that was produced in Spain. And Ugh. it's basically about this guy um, named Hector. He and his wife end up moving into a house... And they're fixing it up. They're, you know, getting things ready. Um, And Hector's sitting outside in the backyard, and he decides to grab his binoculars, and he's looking in the trees, probably bird-watching, because there's a whole bunch of trees behind his house. And he ends up seeing this lady in the trees, and he kind of finds that interesting. And so um, he's, you know, trying to see her and he kind of points out to his wife he's like hey there's someone out there and she's like yeah whatever and he looks and she's gone and so his wife goes into town to go get something to eat and he decides to go investigate so Hector wanders off um, off the property down the street and then goes back up and he finds this woman laying there like naked 
And um, so he's trying to figure out like what's going on because she's naked and she's unconscious um, is the thing. And while he's, I guess, trying to see if she's still alive, he ends up getting stabbed in the arm by some guy wearing um, like a pink, pink bandage wrapped all the way around his head. And he takes off running and he runs off to the neighboring property um, where he ultimately ends up getting sent back an hour in time by accident. And so just think Murphy's Law <laughs> when you watch this movie. Anything that can go wrong will go wrong. And so poor Hector. But it's actually a pretty good movie. If you don't mind subtitles, it's a pretty good flick. So I, I recommend do not it. Mind subtitles. They're uh, they're coming out with an English version, or they're remaking this. Why are they always remaking things? I don't know. There's no original ideas in Hollywood. So I I guess maybe to bring it to like a wider audience, but it doesn't always translate as well. And they'll probably have like big explosions <laughs> and <laughs> car chases yeah, gonna, and just ridiculous over the top things with that we do here if, in the if, states. If the tr- and it's perfect the way it is if the trend continues <laughs> they'll probably blow up an entire city in this in, in this remake probably. i would watch that i would watch that freaking movie <laughs> yeah i've had enough of like movies that are destroying cities like i saw uh, man of steel and oh I, yeah i saw pacific rim steel, last week Tom- world war z yeah it's like come on please stop destroying and it's cities. always the same cities that get destroyed yeah. Although World War Z ones. had a little more like variety because yeah. it was like everything. Yeah. I haven't seen World War Z yet. I wanted so to. Good. Um, really? Yes. I liked it a lot. I don't know about. I. Vanessa. I mean, I'm in the middle of the book, but. I it's nothing like it, the book. Yeah. Just I've go heard. in and watch it like it's a separate entity all its own, and you'll probably enjoy it more. Like pretend. Because it's- <laughs> initially, when I saw the trailers, I was thinking, "Man, this movie's just gonna be crap. It's gonna be like the suckiest." Well, whenever you hear, ever. whenever you hear it, freaking got like, it, like you know, the latter half of it was remade. Like they had to go for a reshoot, like forty minutes. Yeah, they I kept think. doing like, re- like doing reshoots. That almost like is a death sentence. Yeah, they kept doing reshoots, and then they had, like, budgeting issues and all this other crap. It's just all sorts of issues. And then I see the previews, and they're not even the same kind of zombies that's in the book. They're, like, yeah, yeah. run and pounce yeah, and like zombies. Kind of video. Yeah, and, and so I'm like, that's not even the same thing. And I've seen Max Brooks talk about zombies and World War Z, because he came to the UNT campus last year. and. Uh-oh. Yeah, he's like, I don't believe in fast zombies, and yet there's this movie, like... Yeah. But I'm sure it was all it's for the called, money. Yeah. So, but yeah, he's like, I don't believe in fast zombies, because they're like, if the zombie well, apocalypse would happen, was it do you Romero think it would be... Had the idea of fast zombies? Um, I, I know Romero. Romero put it in the remake of Dawn of the Dead mm-hmm. in the shopping mall. So he put Fast Zombies there. But I don't know if he was the original one to make Fast Zombies. I thought I the know. original one was like the 28 Days Later. Or no. Was that the... Was that Zombies 28 Days Later? It was. Yeah. It te- was. Well-ish. Right, Some people debate whether or not they're like <laughs> zombies. They were infected with something. Yeah, they were infected. But... um. I don't know which came first. Hang on. So 28 Days <laughs> Later, IMDb, that came out 2002. And I don't Hopefully think... the other one didn't come out in 2002. No, I think, uh, I think the remake the of The Dawn of the Dead came after that, I believe. IMDb. 2004. Yeah. So, um... First, ah, I was on fire. Uh, while, while, <laughs> while you're Googling, I, I have to say that these zombies in World War Z were the first zombies that really scared me. Like, mm. I mean, they freaked me out. And there's a, couple, okay. there's a couple reasons why. There's a noise they make and there's something else they do. I'm not going to... I'm not going to... Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, I kept doing that to my friend that I went to the movies with, and <laughs> I think having him go to a, first, I was surprised that he was willing to watch a zombie movie, and it was one that he actually wanted to see because he doesn't do really scary movies, and he doesn't like movies with sad endings. <laughs> so, um, yeah, like we went, and I was just like watching him like bite his nails, and he like hide behind his hands, and wow. It was just really entertaining to watch, um, and maybe that's why I enjoyed the movie more, <laughs> was the company. Um, this could take us a while to figure out. Someone says that's the first okay. we'll figure it the out. zombie movie was Return of the Living Dead. They could walk and run and talk. Oh. Oh. I don't want my zombie. Return to of talk. the Living Dead is that the one where they actually said that they wanted brains and they ate? Yes, brains yes, because they it were was. Pain, so yeah. that would make sense. Yeah, yeah, so there yeah. you go. Okay. All right. So it it would have been Romero. Okay. All right. You know who would have known? Lou Page, because he does a zombie podcast. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. That is absolutely true. It's Zombie Ate My Podcast, right? Mm-hmm. With Ryan Murphy, your host. Also with Ryan. Yeah, that's right. See, it's all connected. It's all connected. We have to get Ryan on one of our podcasts. That'd be fun. I'm sure he would. Is he I'm a sure science he fiction guy? Yeah. I mean, he's a typical geek culture kind of a dude. Cool. Probably more similar to me than you. Like, yeah. I don't think he's the Doctor Who quintessential fan. Yeah. Not that anything's, not that there's anything wrong with it. You <laughs> hater. <laughs> oh, you guys so, cracked me up. Yeah, Time Crimes. People should totally watch it. It's on all right. Netflix. All right. Awesome. All right, uh, before we ask the question of the week, I've uh, got to remind you to go to galacticnetcast.com and click on the picks to purchase items related to our picks. And also, we have the store there where you can buy T-shirts. And uh, Paul actually bought one of our T-shirts that you can purchase I as did. well. Which one I did you indeed. pick up? I picked up the one that says, Be Excellent to Each Other. Yeah. That's awesome, eh? Which is kind of, I know. And my name's on it. <laughs> I, I, it feels weird. Like, it's like, I was telling him in the pre-show, I was like, I feel oh, like wearing that in public, I'd feel a little douchey. <laughs> like, hey, this is me wearing my t-shirt. This is what I'm saying. You don't even have to talk to me. What am I going to say? It's right here on my shirt. It's here. It's awesome. Yeah, maybe I shouldn't have put people's names on there, but I, no, it's cool. I had to no, no, are you kidding? I thought it was. A, I got a kick out of it. Yeah, you like you were like, holy shit, when I when I posted it the first time. I, well, I didn't expect it at all. Like I, you and I hadn't been really talking about the show. Yeah, so it's like so it was just it was a shock to me. I was trying to find little things that our shows are known for and put them on <laughs> t-shirts because it's really easy to make a t-shirt. I mean. Sure. You can put anything on a black T-shirt, and it, it'll look cool, especially if it's related to something that you like. Mm-hmm. All right. So, yeah, check out the store. Check out our picks. Uh, check out our Google+, Facebook, and Twitter accounts. Just check us out, period. All right. Question of the week. You guys ready for this? Yes, sir. Maybe. Okay. In the, <laughs> in the world of science fiction, in a world, uh, in, in the world of science fiction, where would you want to take vacation? Ooh, Paul, good one. I know, right? So I'll, I'll just go ahead and say it. Yeah, I. You know what? It's not out yet, but Elysium looks like a really cool place to live. So if I were to choose a place to live, you know, the curing of the cancer and like living in paradise, I think I'd want to take it. Until Matt Damon comes and screws. It I up. know, jerk. Just ruin everything. <laughs> Matt Damon. Does that come out this week or next week? Next week. Next week. Okay. No, and I actually believe it or not, me and my wife are actually planning on seeing it. Like we got a babysitter and everything. Wow. I know. Is. So I will give you a full report. And I'm guessing that's going to be your pick. Yeah, that's, probably. I mean, with Neil, if it's anything like District Nine, I, I, yeah, probably. Yeah. Neil Blomkamp is my hero, man. I love that guy. Oh, it's going to be good, Dave. Yeah. I can feel it. All right, <laughs> Dave. Where would you want to go? I think I know the answer. Um, well, it's on the dock. You're probably looking right at it. <laughs> I think I would have guessed anyway. Okay. Uh, my answer is Ryza from Star Trek, the pleasure planet of Ryza. Pleasure planet, theme planets. We need more <laughs> theme planets. Yeah, I know. I want the uh, pizza planet where there's just pizza. <laughs> pizza planet. Yeah. Home of the universe's <laughs> most comfortable couch. 
It's where Pizza the Hut is from. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was thinking Pizza the Hut. <laughs> no, uh, Riza is an awesome place. It's not just for the casual sex. Yeah. <laughs> it's got other qualities, too. Yeah, it's I mean, got it, it's got... Uh, it's got archaeological uh, remember that episode of Star Trek yeah. where Picard was digging for that thing and the Ferengis showed up and there was that Vash girl that was all hot and bothered about loved Picard uh-huh. <laughs> okay I give up Riza it's a nice place to go there, that's my answer <laughs> alright Anessa where are you going on vacation um I'd actually like to go on some sort of ship just traveling through space, not like a specific location. Okay. The first thing that popped in my head, which is probably a bad idea, was the RMS Titanic and Doctor Who with I was, the down there. I was thinking that too. I was thinking that when you but, said like, that. I was still like pre crashing or sinking or whatever you want to call it. Um, it would be a really cool thing to experience just kind of like a cruise through space. Like, I don't have to go to Mars or Ryza or any other place. It's like you just kind of take a tour, and I think that'd be really awesome. You'd get some really great views. As long as I have <laughs> Wi-Fi, I'll, I'll be happy. As long as I have Wi-Fi, I could do without the Wi-Fi. It's nice being disconnected for a while. Yeah, that's true. But you're in space, so. though, so unless you have like faster than light travel, then you're going to be up there for a while. Right. Um, but apparently, they figured that out. <laughs> So yeah, but it, it would it would definitely be really cool. Um, All right. And if you have faster than light travel, then your Wi-Fi signal probably won't travel as fast as your. Well, maybe it's thing. on Tech- ship, like the internet is on the ship. Maybe it's. Right, but I mean to get the signal out. Oh. Off the ship. What, what I, like what, on the ship, it would be like fine, probably. But yeah, I'm really. Maybe that's confused. why the Battlestar Galactica had telephones on the ship. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's pretend that I don't know anything about any of this. <laughs> I have no follow-up. I'm just saying. Okay. <laughs> Let's pretend. All right. <laughs> so. No, great answer. That's that's the perfect solution. <laughs> perfect solution. <laughs> All right, there you go. If you have, if you want to answer our question of the week, we'd love to hear it. Uh, leave us feedback, 805-328-3966, 805-328-3966, or email galacticnetcast.com. Speaking of our voicemail, we have a voicemail. You guys ready to hear this? Yay! Uh, I feel it's only, yeah, all it took is us being off for six months. Yeah. And- <laughs> So let's do a couple of shows and go off for another six months and maybe we'll get some uh, some voicemails. We highly encourage you to call. Okay, here it is. Hey, guys, call me speaker. I'm uh, just recently stumbled across your stuff. I've been kind of catching up on time traveling robots in space and I have uh, a comment and a question. You know how it goes. Where did the watch come from in the movie Somewhere in Time? That's the one with Chris Reeve. Uh, I've just kind of always wondered where did the watch originate and you recently talked about an artificial roach that caused other roaches to modify their behavior and to follow along with him so I have kind of named that roach the Jesus roach uh, <laughs> for obvious reasons oh and you had a question what f- fictional character would, would one prefer to be marooned with and I think the schmoo would be a, a real good choice what's the schmoo you guys know? Um, let's see. The Shmoo is a fictional creature, cartoon creature, created by Al Cap in 1909 through 19... Or, I guess Al Cap lived from 1909 to 1979. Um, it first appeared in his classic comic strip, Lil Abner, in August 31st, 1948, and quickly became a post-war national craze in the USA. I can show you a picture of the schmoo, and he's interesting yeah, looking. Can yeah. you put it up on your screen? Yeah, I will. There we go. <laughs> there's the schmoo. And there's Paul. <laughs> I don't, I don't I see, see the schmoo. I don't see the schmoo. Really? I see, I see an elephant. Why isn't it? Oh, That's there it the is. Shmoo. Okay, okay. I'm like, apparently okay. I'm lagging behind because it's been up for like ever. So. That's the schmoo. He looks like a, he looks like a Dr. Seuss thing. Yeah. <laughs> Unless there's another schmoo that we're unaware of. That would be the schmoo that I found. All right. 
that would be interesting. <laughs> he looks like he'd be annoying, like that annoying friend that you just can't get to shut up. <laughs> I don't know. Sorry. Sorry. Cool. So, oh. no, it, it, it'd be interesting. Have you have either of you guys seen that movie that he was talking about? No. I have not, no. No, I haven't either. Sorry. Man. I, I feel bad. Like, we need to be better prepared. So, what's the... What was the movie? It was Somewhere in Time, I think. Where did the watch come from in the movie Somewhere in Time? That's the one with Chris Reeves. Somewhere in Time. I think it's like 1970-something. It's like 1980. Oh, okay. I've heard about it. I just haven't watched okay. it. Maybe one of us I'm going to it. add that to my queue, and I'm going to watch it, and I'm going to see if I can figure out where the watch came from. Okay, speaker, we're on the job. Speaker. <laughs> you can trust us. Trust I it's on Netflix. So I just added it to my queue. Awesome. Okay. So. All right. That's going to do it for this uh, episode. Episode number fifty nine of the Time Traveling Robots in Space. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Now. Everybody. The moment that we've been waiting for yeah. for a very long time. Final thoughts. I know that we do it on Alien Invasion, but this is the show where it started from. Final thoughts started here. It did. <laughs> so, Anessa, you can go first. I'm really happy that we're back. I missed you, Paul. Oh, thanks, Anessa. It's good doing podcasts with cool people. That's what I say. (laughs) Don't forget, people can listen to Paul on the Sleeping with the Elephant podcast, too. Got to plug plug your other podcast before your final thought. That's okay. Be excellent to each other. All right. I've been waiting a long time to hear that. It's good to hear it again. All right. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you guys next time. Sounds good. Leave your hailing frequencies open and scanners on full because another Galactic Netcast will be approaching your coordinates soon. For more information, go to galacticnetcasts.com.